Welcome to Radical Radio with Robbie Dawkins. Robbie is a renowned speaker and equipper in over 70 countries, as well as author of international best-selling book, Do What Jesus Did. Here's your host, Robbie Dawkins. Hey, it's good to have you guys back on Radical Radio, and I am, we're picking up a part two. Yeah. With my good, dear friend, Andrew Cannon here. If you don't know, if you did, first of all, if you didn't catch the last segment, go back and watch it. You got to catch it. It's so good. It'll lay the foundation for really where we're going to be going yeah, today. Yeah. And so uh, go back and look at that. Also, just let me say it in advance, gospelgrenades.com mm. is his website. Uh, go there, take a look at what he's got on his website, take a look at uh, in any material, anywhere that you hear Andrew speaking at, just go. Any unbelievers you got, any Bring dead, them. any dead believers you got. Wheel them in. Wheel them in. They'll walk out. They'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come running out ablaze and on fire. Uh, but uh, yeah, make sure and do that. And also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, check out uh, Andrew's, uh, all of his profiles on that, on all those platforms and like it and follow because I'm telling you, he puts out these great little encouragements and things from the scripture and things to just get you going. Mm. And so it, it's just so good. But this man's testimony is absolutely incredible. And again, if you didn't catch it last week, go back and, and or if you didn't catch the last segment, go back and listen to that. But let's dive right in because, yeah. you know, something that we were picking up in between mm was just how that, um, you know, the, the, you, you'd made a powerful statement where you said that there were people that uh, I asked you, I said, you know, how many people had, did you mock mm. uh, who were sharing their faith with yep. you? And you looked at me and said, nobody nope. shared their faith with no. me. No. Now, when you go to the rehab, you're, it, it's a, it's a, it's a house that's attached to the church. a church, yeah. a large church in yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. When, when I went, there was about 750 people in it. And you're looking around these 750 people in your town. Where have they been? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Hello. Say that. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happened. So I actually thought when I, when I gave my life to Jesus, that the only Christians were those in that rehab like, yeah. this is it. Oh, wow. We're going to turn the world upside down. There's eight of us. <laughs> and then so I went to good. church and it was 750 more. I'm like, crikey, where have you been? Yeah, like, yeah. How has it took me 32 years of my life to hear the Come gospel? Come on, yeah. In England, in the yeah. UK. Like, we're, qu we're quite an old nation. You know, a mission sending <laughs> nation, a gospel. I mean, come on. Send them back home, Lord. Get yeah, them. here we go. I, yeah. When I was in Africa a couple of years ago, I'll go back to what we were saying. I was with a pastor and he's a great church, 100,000 people, churches down the road of 50,000 and satellite churches wow. of 20,000. And, and he said, he said, evangelist, you know, we're really thankful for the United Kingdom for sending all the missionaries. I said, pastor, I'm praying the Lord sends them all back home. <laughs> <laughs> I said, because it took me 32 years I said, and I bet you the missionaries here would have told me. But yeah, I was, I was absolutely dumbfounded. You walked the, in that church when I went in that church. Now, let me just add a bit more to it. I was dumbfounded. I was confused, but I was very happy. I was like, yeah. At the same there's time, there's this many of us. There was there was a bit of anger of like, where the where the heck have you been? Yeah, like I only live three mile up the road. Like, right, right. I'm, I'm sure they passed you by. I've been a mess. I've probably asked you for money to go and buy some brandy. 
like you could have given me the gospel as well as the money, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Your mind goes over. And what it did is it kind of built a bit of resilience and um, it provoked me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not blending in. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy, no. Yeah. A, a friend of mine who's actually a theologian, he's uh, Tim Morley, I'll name him. He's, he's a great guy. He said to me, Andrew, he said, uh, I know what you are. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, I'm, I'm like, well, finally, I know who I am. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't really matter what you think. He said, no, no, he said, it's great. And he loves me, by the way. He talks about me everywhere he goes. He's great. He said, uh, you're the pebble in the church's shoe. Come on. I like that. He said, you'll be the pebble in the church's shoe. And I was like, I was a bit like, mm, is that a good thing? He said, oh, no, it's awesome. Let me explain. And I was like, yeah, Lord, I'll be that. Come on. I'll be that. You know, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to irritate the life out of people, but I want to irritate the life into people, you know? Yeah, Like, come, come on. on, guys, we can do this. Let's buckle up. Let's go. Let's go and do this. So, again, as guys, and if you didn't listen to the last or watch the last one, please jump in because I was radically set free Gotta do from it. cocaine, alcohol, self-harm, and suicidal attempts, and the Lord delivered me in a moment. In 60 seconds, he did me a good number, and I have 13 years to back that up, that experience. So jump in. So one of the things that that really provokes me is how quickly the Lord turned my life around on the back of such little proclamation. It yeah. was someone in here wants to give their life to Jesus now. That yeah. was it. That yeah. was the altar call. And I knew it was me. So there's people out there who would answer the same call if they heard it. I often wonder... Oh, would I have would I have given my life to the Lord twenty years ago, thirty years ago? Yeah, yeah. Really. I often, but then I hear people say, "Oh, you know, you hadn't Rick hit rock bottom." I'm not sure whether that's that's advice I'd I'd give people. Let, let let me give you it another way. If my child was a cocaine addict and someone could help them where they were, and I didn't think they were rock bottom, I wouldn't push that help away. I'd say, "Help them Come now." On. So people say they've not hit rock bottom. Good. Let's hope they don't. And then we hear people say, oh, they're just not ready. Says who? Yeah. They're just not ready to receive Christ. Oh, and you were? Yeah, like, yeah, At come what on. point do we place yeah, freedom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just give them the gospel. Give them Jesus. Tell them that he loves them. Tell them they can be set free. Tell them they can be forgiven and watch them reject or accept. We were talking yeah. about it in the yeah. last episode. And this is what we've got to do. So, all I have to say is then I went to another conference and it was a thousand people. I went to a conference in Birmingham. A, a mutual friend oh, yeah, took yeah, us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He took me and I was like, hang on a moment. So there's 750 in my home church. There's a thousand here. <laughs> this is great. We're really going to do the business. Like the devil yeah. doesn't stand a chance. And little did I know there's millions of us. Everywhere. Had no idea. I had wow, no idea, on. bro. No idea. Now, this is something that I, it's something I want to talk about with this because here we are talking about now, and I don't want to sound like I'm picking on the UK by saying this. We're in the same predicament as as I feel like the UK is in, in the sense, and it may be the UK may be further down the road in in a not necessarily positive way in this. Mm. But we have this uh, thing, and what I, what I noticed a lot about, and I, whenever I would do evangelism training or anything like that, uh, you know, in England or it, throughout the UK, hmm. there would always be this thing, well, we want to be respectful, we want to be proper, we want to be, 
And and you're sitting there, walk, you're, you're, you, when you're walking into that sanctuary, seeing those 700 plus people, there had to be something of a little bit of a, were you going to shout at me from hell? Were you going to be in heaven going, hey, we wish you would have asked us about the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is this pressure that is on us as believers. We have the keys. We have the information to eternal life, yeah. life with God forever. Yeah, yeah. There's a responsibility there, even if that makes us really stinking uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And not to shy away from that uncomfortability. But something has sort of gotten into the culture of don't make waves, don't make. And even currently in the United States, we're going through this big, massive. And by the way, quickly before if I forget, I'm going to interrupt myself yeah. today because I want to say, tell us the title of your book. You got a book that's being we, released as we speak. As we speak. It's called Dare to Share. Dare to Share. Yeah. You have to get this book. Mm. You got to get to gospelgrenadesgottime.com, go to it, get it, read it. It will equip you to step out. Amen. Now, having said that, Mm. there's this, there's this dare from the standpoint, I love the title because of that. I wanted you to say it from the standpoint of there's a responsibility on me. Mm. There's a burden upon me. And I'm sitting here worrying about being proper. Yeah. Worrying about, am I, am I, am I putting something in? Am I, is somebody going to be uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Jesus, Andy, Andrew, sorry to your mother. Thank you. Sorry, mom. <laughs> never made anybody uncomfortable. Yeah. Did oh, Jesus oh, ever course. make someone uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on. And the reality of it is it's that pushing, again, pushing back. In the UK, there is, there is this culture of, of um, not willing to offend anyone at the risk of offending God. In a wow. sense. We, 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 let's, let's. Let's make the colors and the palettes of our of our paintings so ex- inclusive that everyone likes it. Yeah, well, come, well, on, well, come on. on. Just speak what the Lord wants you to speak, and if they don't like it, that's okay. Yeah, you know, because I don't want to get to get into my seventies and eighties and go, "Crikey, I diluted everything," and really, will no one? Wow. Can you imagine a nightmare? Can you imagine? And this is what I say to people: just put you forward in the Lord. Because what happens, Robbie, let's just say, for example, I mean, I heard of you years before I ever met you, okay? okay. So, and I know you, you're a great minister, very, very uh, in much demand. But could you imagine if I put myself forward in such a way that, I, in a way that wasn't me, but a way that I thought Robbie would like me, but Robbie never liked that person? So Robbie actually doesn't like the person who I was portraying and never actually got to hear me, who actually we've become exceptionally close friends. Oh, yeah. So I put me forward, and me and you have become very close, but if I'd have put someone forward who I thought, because Robbie's famous and Robbie's this, and one day I hope to get to meet him, and then I do, and if I put this false bravado, and Robbie's like, crikey, he's a bit wayward. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But actually underneath. I'm yeah. right. So why don't we just put the truth forward instead of putting layers on and just let the truth do what it does? Jesus says, or the, the Bible says that my word never returns void. So why don't we just speak that? Because yeah. anything else is hindering the actual gospel itself. So why don't we just tell people the truth? And one of the things that baffled me when I gave my life to the Lord is 
why don't people want to tell the truth? Yeah. Because if they know it sets people free and they know God can heal and they know God sets the captives free, what is happening within them and their walk with the Lord that they don't proclaim the good news? And, I, and, I, and I've summed it down to this. They're over-churched and underwhelmed. Wow. Over-churched. They're, 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 they're Following of Jesus is Sunday mornings. Yeah. The following of Jesus. And then from Sunday afternoon till Saturday night, they echo the, echo the Lord's words back to him. Come. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. So Jesus, he doesn't. He follows no man in that sense. But yeah, he's seeking those who are lost. I get all that. But we don't tell him what to do. He, he asks us what to do. So I think one of the things why the church seems to be disarmed and and not 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 um as passionate as, as it ought to be is because they're expecting to get everything they can out of a very structured two songs four notices a bible notification <laughs> for a wednesday night um and god forbid we preach more than 43 minutes yeah yeah and they're trying to get everything out of that and i think that's probably why most believers are not vocal in their faith because it's not necessarily active within them. And isn't, don't you think that's because we've adapted to the culture versus, I mean, I see the church of Jesus Christ as we're supposed to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. We're supposed to set the temperature versus respond to the temperature. The thermometer adapts to whatever Mm. temperature that it's in. Mm. Whereas the the thermostat is setting the temperature. What I think we've made where we've made mistakes is where we thought, well, cultural relevance means that I adapt. Mm. Now, one of the things I love about you mm. and that I love about current evangelism that's really out there is there is really the foot forward is the love of Christ. Mm. You know, the love of Christ compels me. The mm. love of Christ drives me. It compels me to go with people that hate me, mm. that people who want to kill me, mm. people who want to who 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 just want me gone. Yet the love of Christ, I cannot stop myself. Mm. You know, I don't care how they reject me. I don't yeah, yeah. care how they react to me. I don't care if they, when they torture me, I don't care. I ha- the love of Christ compels yeah, me. Yeah. I cannot stop myself mm. because of what I've known, what I've experienced and what I've encountered. Mm. But there's this mentality that being loving mm. is adaptation. And what I've noticed is that when the children of Israel entered into the promised land, I remember I was reading this. It says the manna ceased. Mm. And I rem- it says they begin to eat of the fruit of the land and the manna ceased. And I prayed and I said, Lord, why did the manna cease? You know, why, why couldn't that have been? Mm. Gonna- and the Lord just spoke back to me and said, I don't like mixture. Wow. Wow. I don't like mixture. Yeah. And I think that there's something that God is speaking to us from the standpoint. And if you could speak to that, like, how have we, you know, accepted mixture somehow as, uh, you know, uh, like a missional, somehow being... Uh, a missional bridge mm. uh, rather than giving the the place to choose. I mean, yeah. you see that. And what yeah. do you see happening in the church where that's happened that, that we need to steer away from? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the gospel is not humanitarian aid. <laughs> so good. Okay. My father used to say that. It's I not love humanitarian that. aid. Come and on. if it is, if it is, how many cheese sandwiches does it take to get to heaven? <laughs> How many soggy cookies and Come terrible on. instant coffee does it take? Breach that, brother. And Come this on. is what? Now, now, let me just backtrack and be a little bit kind. 
I'm all for giving cookies out. Yeah. Please do bring them my way. Those who are hungry, I feed like them. coffee. Yeah, bring course. it my way. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. And I like sandwiches. I'm all for it. But if it's if the if the kingdom and the truth is not attached to it, the world is doing that version of the gospel far better than us. So you're saying what I'm hearing you saying is you think we've replaced acts of kindness, yes, those types of things with preaching the gospel. Now, yes, and I think they've taken it from the Bible. What you do unto the least of these, you do unto me. Well, feed me, clothe me, visit the, look after the widows, the orphans, those in prison, do all of that. And we do that, but the truth has to be attached to it. So let me take, take us to Acts 3. Peter and John go into the temple around three in the afternoon, the, the ninth hour. And they go in and there's a lame man who asks, a silver and gold, okay? Now, Peter and John say, silver and gold, John says, Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up more, taking him by the right hand, helping him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, Peter and John could have given the blessing, okay, and kept yeah. him in the same place. It says in Acts 4, just a page over, that he was put there for 40 plus years. 40 plus years in the same place asking for the same thing and receiving it because that would be one gang of knuckleheads to put him there for 40 years and not get what you're asking for, right? Yeah. I, and I, I always preach this, that there was probably three people in this story, the two other men that carried them. Yeah, probably you know, so. Possibly yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. there, but it I makes would, sense, it so. would make sense, right? And they were getting what they were asking for. Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Peter doesn't give him the blessing. He gives him the blesser. Oh, come on. And the church, again, listen, church, I love you. I love the body of Christ, okay? But we need to stop looking on just being a blessing. Hear it. But we have to bring in the blesser. Come on. Because the greatest blessing is the blesser. There's no way to the Father except through the blesser, but we can give people blessings and still leave them as atheists. We have to give them the blesser in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. Then there was action in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. Then he took him by the right hand. That's the left, of course, but this is the right. By the yeah, right yeah, yeah. hand, and he helped him up. Yeah. So the truth and then action straight after it. Yeah. Like, hey, Jesus loves you. Can I pray for you? Yeah. Action. And that's one of the things where I personally believe, again, I, I was saying this after being saved for two years, so it probably didn't carry much weight. Casey thought, oh, he's just some, he's off the hook, you know, he's wild. But I've been, I'm 13 years in now and it's still the same message. Like, we have to not look at just being a blessing. We have to introduce them to the blesser. Blesser. So and I good. think we've divided it and we've hid behind flyers and tracks and cheese and ham sandwiches yeah, and cookies, which I'm all for, by the way. Again, do it. Do it bigger. Yeah. Like, feed more people. Do it. Do community meals, but please bring in the gospel. gospel. And it's that that sets people free. Sandwich is not going to take you to heaven. No, it's not. No matter how. I mean, I had a yeah. great one the other week. Yeah. It gave me a bit of indigestion, <laughs> to be honest. It didn't, it didn't re relieve me of anything. <laughs> I ate it so quick, it gave me indigestion, and that's like kind of the world's blessings, right? We want yeah. them so quick. That doesn't change anything. So I would say this, everything you do, let people know it's because Christ has compelled you. Yeah. 
if you're giving someone $10, $100, $10,000, or stopping someone on the street, giving them a sandwich, explain to them, not in an arrogant, pompous way, but in a very humble way, do you know why I'm doing this? Yeah. Because Christ loves you. And I often say this, listen, bro, I know I've bought you a sandwich. I said, but not so long ago, I felt like people were buying them for me. Let me just share my story. And yeah. it has a great impact, you know? Wow. It is. But so I, I But I do believe that, unfortunately, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Ooh, and, yeah. Well, you've been all around the Middle East, bro. You've sure. seen that, you've oh, seen yeah, that culture. You can be eating breakfast and still know that culture. It's there. Yeah. It, it changes atmospheres. And I think it, that culture in, 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 in the Western church, in our churches, um, we need to get out. And I hear this, you know, I'm not an evangelist. Well, I know, I, I get that. But like, I, I'm not a fireman. But I tell you, bro, if my house goes up in flames, I'm dragging my wife out. It's going out, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to come out messy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come out, like, starched a little bit, you yeah. know, with clothes ripped and whatnot, hair everywhere. I don't care how I look as long as I get someone to safety. Yeah. You know? And, you know, the thing of it is, is that it, it, we're we're in a culture, too, where we're, we're hearing, you know, um, and hearing a lot of the church even say now, you know, well, we're being loving to the community by accepting them as they are. No. And I mean, and, you know, and, and, the, and the sign of the church I planted, we'd say, come as you are, mm. but we weren't saying stay that way. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? a transformational it gospel. It was like, right? come as you are. Yeah, but you're going to change. Uh, you're, we're not wanting you to stay that yeah. way. How, I mean, how is that? I mean, because you're, you're really surrounded by that. Mm. In, 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 and we're here in the United States, we're seeing, we're being bombarded with that mm. right now. Mm. It's being forced down our throats in Hollywood the homosexual agenda, mm. which is just carrying our nations to hell. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and it's it's not just uh, the homosexual community; it's it's in everything. Mm. You know, pornography, the drug, uh, the drug addiction, the, mm. the everything that is just trying to pull at us and and rip us to shreds. Yeah. How do we stay? Like, how do we? You know, we we see a shift in mm. John the Baptist as a preacher. Yeah. Versus Jesus, mm. you know, John's like, you know, you, you know, you, you say that you're the children of Israel. God can raise up these stones to yeah, replace yeah. you if he mm. wants to, which was true. Mm. It's not, it's not, not truthful, mm. but then you hear that Jesus is saying, come to me. Yeah. Like in that shift. So why is the other not going to work mm. of, Hey, yeah, we're celebrating gay pride parade today at mm. the church. Why is that not going to work? Versus stopping and saying, hey, here's the truth and here's yeah. what the scripture says. Yeah, well, it's one of these. I think a lot of the time um, people are going for the easy road. Come on. The easy road. Like, yeah. listen, just, I believe what I believe and they believe what they believe. And and and, and I get that. I, I, I get it. You can't not believe what you believe until there's a transforming of the mind, a renewing of the mind. Come on. Right? Like, I still believe. Which only comes one way. Only comes one way. I still am having struggles to not believe that Everton Football Club are the greatest team in in the world. They're not. They're rubbish. They're my team. But I but need my. Rubbish. But they're rubbish. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether I say it, the truth. It they're, they're rubbish. Okay. But so what you believe is what you believe. But we can renew our minds. And one of the things I would say is this. People are going for the easy road, and it's it's crept into the into, into the church, and it has to creep into the church. That's its, that's its agenda. Yeah, because we're narrow, the rest is broad. Right, and you can't fit broad on narrow. 
Yeah, come you on. can't unless there's a change. You can't stick a. You see what happens when you try and put a three lane into one. Yeah. On the expressway, it causes a bit of a bit of mess. And the church, that door, that door, is one way. Yeah. It's one lane. It's narrow is the path to life. But the problem I see is the church door is many lanes. Mm. And I listen. Let me just add a little bit more to that. Yes, you can come in in whatever lane you're what you. You're entering in, but there has to be a change. There has to be a change, and the church has to preach the truth because what's the alternative? Yeah. What's the alternative? We have to preach the truth. This wokeness, this. I'm just going to go there, okay? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, please do. Like, like, a man who says he's a woman, or a woman who says he's a man, or this or this. Like, I don't, like I'm really concerned for that person, and I'm really concerned. What concerns me more than their delusion is them making me believe that I have to believe it. Yeah, and like, you have to submit to it. Yeah, like, listen, it's just not true. That's it's right. It's not Come true. On. And you're trying to replace the truth. You're trying to replace the narrow with the broad, which is the pathway to destruction. Yeah. So, so we're enabling people to destruction yeah, by yeah. complying and yeah. going along with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it won't, bro. It won't. It won't turn around in a. So that means you're leading them to hell exactly. by by being permissive, by yeah. being compliant with that system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. that's and we, so true. We must. We must. Um, how can I say this? We must stand still mm -hmm. in that context of right standing with the Father, and we must not be moved yeah and we must not be belittling anyone hear it oh this is good not belittling anyone come on come with an understanding ear but the truth must be told yeah that's that's it come with an understanding ear could you imagine when i was a cocaine addict when i spoke to people they didn't understand and as you said this is nonsense no 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 oh it's my truth I can assure you, it's my truth. <laughs> yeah. So these men and women, these men who feel like women, despite what we want to think, it's their truth. Yeah. But we have the true truth. Yeah, it's like I have a denim jacket really. on right yeah. now, and that's the truth. It's all they know. But there's a true truth. Come on. There's a truth that sets people free. It is true. I'm in your podcast now. But there's a true truth that sets people free. It's like when Pilate and Jesus are, you know, when Jesus is standing before Pilate, mm. Jesus, Pilate looks at him and said, well, what is truth? Mm. Jesus never answered the question because he asked the wrong one. Mm. Truth isn't a thing. It's a person. Yes. And yeah, it should, yeah, yeah. if he would have said, who is truth? Then Jesus would have answered, I think. Yeah. You know, based on what I see in yeah. scripture. And there is this place where we're at right now where we're being intimidated to be compliant which again is leading people to hell. It, it, it's not being nice. Don't think you're being nice. And if you're being nice, stop being nice. Yeah. Because I don't think Jesus was nice. Looking yeah. at a man who says, I want to go bury my father and say, oh yeah, let the dead bury the dead. Yeah. If you're yeah, going to yeah. follow me, follow me. Mm. Or, 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 or you're with the dead. Yeah, yeah. Is really what he's saying Absolutely, to him. Absolutely, yeah. And we've got to get to the place where there are those points at the same time. Jesus saying that to this man is his kindness. Yeah. It's him being loving. Yeah, yeah. It sounds mean, mm. but it's not mean. <laughs> it's actually love. It is love. 
And we have to get back to, you know, my dad used to always say before he'd spank me. And yes, he spanked me. And if you don't do that with your kids, the Bible says you're sending them to hell if they're they're disobeying and doing it. You're sending them to hell. Let's just say it for Mm. what it is. The truth is, my dad would look at me and say, he would say every time, son, and I would think, you're insane. Mm. He'd say, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And I'm like, no, it's hurting (laughs) me more than it hurts you. But yet he looked at me and he would also add, and I really don't want to do this. Please obey. So I don't have to anymore. And I'll, and I would hear in that a plea to righteousness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A plea to come to a higher ground. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he was saying your sin is impacting me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Your disobedience, which is sin is impacting me. Yeah. And I don't want to go there. I I I remember, sorry, go ahead. I I heard this one. No, I I heard this statement. Someone said, if you challenge and discipline your children, You'll enjoy your grandchildren. If you enjoy your children, you'll challenge and discipline your grandchildren. Your grandchildren. (laughs) That's a good one, right? That's a great. That's a good one. I love that. It's like get it and instill, instill the right standing with them. Yeah. And I made the mistake. You know, we used to do a lot of uh, ministry in the gay community in Mm -hmm. Chicago when I was pastoring there, and I made the mistake several times of looking at people, thinking I was I was bridging a gap. Mm And say to them, look, don't worry about it. I would say this many times to people come to the church. Don't worry about stop sinning. Just come. Mm. The word of God will transform your mind. The only way to renew the mind yeah, yeah. is by the word of God. Amen. Your mind will be renewed by hearing. And I still believe that. I'm not saying that that's not true. But there was a part where there was things I would begin to, because of the pressure or the feeling of being, you're surrounded by mm. this agenda. Yeah, yeah. That you would all of a sudden start caving to and going, you know, you're okay because you're a nice person or you're a kind person or you're okay. And, and, and all of a sudden I begin to go, Oh, wait a minute. Mm. I'm actually giving permission and I'm actually aiding and abetting in them ending up in a place that God does not want them in. God doesn't want anybody going to hell. No, 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 no. no. That's why he sent Christ. He loved us so much Mm. that he gave his best yeah. in order to turn us around. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I would stop and look at them and I would go, wait a minute, I'm not going to be compliant thinking it's loving mm. or, or go to this middle ground, but rather stop and say, listen, God is doing everything he can to stop you yeah, yeah. from ending in destruction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's love. Yeah. Now that's being loving, but, you know, splashing the banners of the rainbow across our churches, which makes me sad, read the t-shirt, it bothers me. But splashing the this and going, hey, we're welcoming everybody from every, and you can stay how you are, mm. is not the gospel. No, 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 no. So let's let me. Number of years back, in fact, about six or seven years ago, I was at a conference. I don't know whether I was speaking or I was attending. Either or, that's irrelevant. But a, a, a desperate mother came up to me, and she said, "My son is spiraling out of control." Now I want you to hear this because this is so powerful yet concerning and desperate, a desperate mother. She said, I've tried everything to bring him to Christ, but he doesn't know you. So I'm expecting her to say, why don't you go over? This is what she said, and it blew my mind. She said, if I tell you some things about him, you can say that you know it about him. Oh. And, and he'll, yeah, oh, no, like, um, God, it's like God's told you to get his attention. I said, listen, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, now, I want you to know, 
this wasn't a deceiving mother. She was a desperate mother. Desperate She's like, mom. I just want my son desperate. That's where her desperation and compassion had took her. Like, by hook or by crook, I want him into the kingdom. No. Basically, tell him anything. Just get him in here. Yeah. And that's kind of what the church is like occasionally. Tell him anything and just let them come. No. Right. Tell them the truth and watch them feel amazing. Yeah, come on. Because there's a lot of unhappy people in all walks of life. And I don't think the LBGTQ are an exception to that. Yeah. There's a lot of suicidal people and anxious Absolutely. and angry and desperate people in every area of life. I don't think the LGBTQ are an exception to that. No. But for some reason, that is the community that the truth is least told to. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, why and how has this happened? Yeah. It's the pushback. It's the pushback. People want an easy life. Yeah. Now, now it's one of these, oh, but we must be all inclusive and we must, well, I think the love of God is inclusive. Inclusive. It's inviting. Yeah. It is. But heaven's exclusive. That's right. It's only for those who believe. That's it. Salvation is only for those that believe. Yeah. And it, it melts my mind occasionally because it's like, oh, no, if we just become more like Jesus, and I get this, you know, pe more people will get saved. Well, yes and no, because yeah. they rejected him too. So it's okay to be rejected telling the truth. Jesus himself was the way, the truth, and the life and they rejected him. There was Nicodemus and the young rich ruler. Yeah. Jesus let them walk away. Yeah. The young rich ruler is the one that really gets me. He's a young man, wealthy. Mm. I can't imagine, I, I, I can't help but imagine he was really good looking. I don't know why. Yeah. I just have this, like, this yeah. man's got it all. Like, he's handsome, he's powerful, he's wealthy. I can imagine him being well-spoken, acad academia through the roof. And he comes to Jesus and goes, you know, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus goes, do this, 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 and this. And I can imagine the young rich ruler going, I've done all that. He says, I've done it. And Jesus, it's like he thinks of something on the spot. Yeah. It's like he goes, dang, okay. This gospel's supposed to bring you to the end of yourself. Um, I know, go and sell all your stuff. The man goes, ah, I can't do it. Now, <laughs> yeah. that's not, that's making it, difficult by telling the truth yeah that's not like ah uh, okay yeah you can still come in now in this day and age a young rich ruler come up to him a, a minister says i've got 28 million quid stashed in the bank yeah what can i do to be saved whatever you want champ is me go <laughs> is me go fund me <laughs> here's me go fund me. do you know what i'm saying and, yeah. and that's the difference, right? Yeah. You can do whatever you want, bro. Just follow me. Yeah. And by the way, I'm doing 48 mission trips next year, young right. rich ruler. You can do whatever you want as long as you're helping. No, no, no. Jesus is not like that. Jesus yeah. is no. You come to me, you receive from me, you'll change, and you'll live the best life ever. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, right? but I'll take you out your depression. I'll take you out your confusion. I'll take you out of your puberty blockers. I'll take you out of this. Mm. Because I want you to be who I made you. They say he made me like this. No, he never. You're confused. This get back on the narrow path. Get close to the Lord and he will reveal to you who you are and who you're meant to be. And this is 
one of the things where culture is attacking so loudly, so aggressively. People, I think people are trying to hot ministers and the body of Christ as a whole are trying to hold on to what they've got by not saying the wrong thing. I better just stay with what I've got because it's like a game of snakes and ladders, right? Like you say the wrong thing, you get bit by the snake and you go back down to, to number two. Then you say a few right things to appease people and it takes you back up. This social, just tell the truth, man. Tell them the very truth that set us free. Yeah, come on. Tell them the truth that set you free. And isn't it, you know, what, what I feel is, is happening mm. is that all of a sudden we, whenever we get to the point where we're like, yeah, let's cut those scriptures out because they're just too... You know, and, and everybody who's trying to dissect them and say, well, you know, you, you can't say that, a, a, you know, a man and a man can't be in a relationship or can't be married and a woman and a woman. If you're if you're, you know, eating this food that you're not supposed to eat, like equating it in the same thing. Honestly, what we're doing, isn't it, is telling God I'm smarter than you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're 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 if you could get the advice from the smartest being that has ever lived. Wouldn't you follow it? <laughs> wouldn't you take that <laughs> advice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. wouldn't you go, yeah, I'm going to do what you say, not what I think. But we have gotten to the point, you know, and it's, it really is that, that, that scripture that says whose God is their belly. We've got the center of our will mm. and the center of our wants, mm. which is, you know, the, the, the stomach wants to be fed, so we're feeding it, so it's the God is the belly, what we want. All of a sudden taking preeminence over what God says is truth mm. and to follow the truth and to follow this. And we're in that place of challenge. Mm. And I'm telling you right now, this is the time where the church has got to step up and we've yeah. got to be that uh, hands and feet of Jesus. And we've got to be directing people yeah, yeah. to that, that mm. truth. Yeah. Otherwise we're going to lose nations. Yeah, yeah. We're already losing them. Yeah. Yeah. We've what, lost many. Yeah, absolutely. Cause what happens is if you start taking bits out like this, we have heard this sentiment a thousand times in a thousand conferences, we start to create a God in our image. Wow, we wow, start wow, creating wow, a God wow. in our image. Yeah. And on. then that God sends us our own, the image of our own God sends us, and then we speak on our own behalf and yeah. not Christ's. Yeah. So we speak Come on. on our own behalf of what we want to happen. We're made in his image. Jesus says that I say what the Father asks me to say, I do what he asks me to do. He was sent, we're sent by the Father and by the Son. And we ought to say what he said, not create God in our image. Because what happens is we come out of the slipstream of Christ into our own. And that's when we get hit by turbulence. It's like, yeah. it's, that's when, what I've found the most productive and the most fruitful is when I just simply tell the truth. Yeah, come just on. Just the come truth. On. Just, just keep it so simple good. and tell the truth. Yeah. You know, and let it do what it's supposed to do. It's keeping it yeah. real. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, I really do think that we're, and, you know, and I want everybody to hear, we're not knocking the church. We're no. not knocking that. At the same time, what we're saying is what the church is supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, because it is our responsibility as ministers to provoke the church. And we have to keep in mind that the only time Jesus was really speaking about hell wasn't to unbelievers. Oh, that's right. He's not standing on the preach corner on a box and no. preaching about hell. To, he, he, the religious leaders is where he's talking about yeah, hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, you're in danger of hellfire. You're in yeah, danger yeah. of damnation because of this and this and this. Mm. You think you have the truth, but yet the truth isn't anywhere near you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the people that he was challenging with that. 
And so our message mm. when we go and approach unbelievers, mm. which is obviously what we're wanting to provoke people to do here, mm. is not to go with your sin is going to take you to hell, mm. but to say, here's the ladder to get out of those yeah, fires. Yeah. Yeah. Here's mm. the hope. And that is only through Christ. There is no other way. And you can't keep your baggage with you getting up that ladder. You can't hold on to this other stuff that pleases you mm. that will block you yeah. from being, you know, coming into that fullness of yeah, yeah. who God has called you to be. Absolutely. And one of the things, one of, one of the, the things that I would, I would encourage people is let the, again, we don't go up to people and say, you're a sinner. Although, right. you know, we, there's Come ways on. we deal with it. But what, what happened before I met the Lord, I was, I was arrested numerous times by the cops. Even though I knew what I'd done, when they pulled me over, they'd say, do you know I have pulled you over? I'd say, nope. <laughs> I have no idea, officer. They'd say, don't play dumb with me, son. I'd say, I'm sorry, sir. That's just who I am. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. let me, but I would get pulled up occasionally and genuinely not knowing what I'd done. Maybe oh, I was yeah. doing a 34 and a 30 or whatever. And then I would really have a conviction. Do you know I have pulled you up? No, I don't. You see, I want to know what I'm being charged for. Yeah, come on. Problem is, the world doesn't know. That's and they're going to stand so in front true. of the judge. Mm. You need to give your life to Jesus. Why? Yeah. Why have you pulled me up? Why are you finding me without actually screaming at them? Why are you finding me guilty of needing to change? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. You know, we, we know where they're going. They're going to a judge. We have... Yeah. We have the ability with the authority of God, the anointing, we have the ability to pull them over on roadside and give them a ticket. Yeah. You know, like, hey, listen, you're going fast the wrong way. Yeah. Let me tell you, let me warn you, let me book you because yeah. I'm telling you, bro, or just that you're going the wrong way, quick smart. If they don't know, yeah. they don't know. Yeah. And we have a responsibility to put them in, put it in area. Faith comes by hearing. Like Ran Harbonke would say, if you're ever going to do a crusade, please push money into your sound system, not into your TVs, like not onto your, your, yeah. your screens. Yeah. Because they may not see the screen from two miles away. But if your sound system is still here, faith comes by hearing, right? Come on. We've got to tell these people about Jesus. And I'm just one of these that I'm going to take every opportunity I've got. I've been yeah, forgiven much. On. I love much. I've, those who've been given much is required much. And I'll just take every opportunity and a lot of the things, I don't know whether I'm theologically wrong here, okay? So forgive me if I am. Those who've been given much is required of much. Yeah. Now, depending on what you want to look at, you can look at that as finances, you can look at that. I just look at that as opportunities. Yeah. I've been yeah. given much. I've been given more opportunities than I can shake a stick at. Like, I've been given, fast track, so many opportunities. Andrew, I require much of you. Yeah. Take the opportunities that I'm giving you because just like Billy Graham, when I offered a number of people that before him, I will start to give your opportunities to the people who take them because yeah. God does not stop when we do. Yeah, come on. Now, that doesn't, God will stop using us if we stop. But bet your bottom dollar said if we stop, someone else is moving. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and I want to be that mover. I want to be the mover. In, in kind yeah, of on. like a healthy jealousy way. Like, yeah. no, 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 don't yeah, use yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, use yeah. me. I'll and if you're going to use him, use me as well. Yeah. Like, yeah don't I'll leave go, me out yeah, of this. Don't leave me out, yeah. 
One of the things I love about in your book that you were really pushing and putting was the power of your story. Mm. And you were basically, what I was hearing in it at least, is that you're saying to, don't point out somebody else's sin, talk about your own. Yeah. To use the power of the transformation yeah. for you and in telling them that word of that transformation, this is where I was at. I was at, and your story is so much cooler than mine because I grew up in church my whole life. I was this good little Christian boy. Da, 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 da. What happened? You know, I know I wanted the cool story like you yeah. got, you know, but yours is an invitation just stopping and saying like, look, here's how bad yeah. it was. Here's yeah, how yeah. I wanted to kill myself multiple times. Da, 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 da. And then Christ came over. It's an invitation. Guys, use the power of your story. Regardless of what it is, even mm. if you think, I always thought mine wasn't that cool. Mm. And I remember my mother looking at me and saying, our, all of our testimonies are the same. same. Darkness into light, it's lies right. into truth, yeah. hell to heaven. Yeah. It's can, all I, the same. can I just chime in here? Just yeah, one please. Because listen to this. So I was telling people how good Jesus was to me who'd never heard the gospel. Okay. And the Lord said to me, don't do that. Do that, but do this first. I heard it, not audibly. I just felt it in my spirit. Yeah. He said, they don't, they don't, um, what's the word? They don't, what's the word? They don't recognize you now. They, uh, they'll yeah. only recognize yeah. this when they're saved. They don't resonate with you now. That makes sense. They only resonate with your past because they, they're still in their past. Because yeah. no, There's no hinge. There's no salvation yet. So tell them who you were before you tell them who you are. are. Mm, that's and they, so good. And more often, when you tell them who you were, they resonate with, resonate with that because they are there. Yeah, come on. I was full of anxiety. You can see their eyes going, I'm on a live show now. Yeah. I was full of depression. Well, sometimes. I was a drug addict. Yeah. Rather than this, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I get to travel away and I preach the gospel. They're like, oh my days. Who are you? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. strange. They, right. they don't recognize any of it. Got it. They don't recognize. So I tell them who I was, and now I tell them who I am. Yeah. And it's that swing, that, that like, it lowers their guard because you're not coming across as squeaky clean. Like, some, yeah. of, them are, some of them say, Frankie, you're worse than me. Yeah. You yeah, was yeah, yeah. I said, exactly. Yeah. So if God can save me, can He'll you imagine how easy it will <laughs> be on. for him to save you? That's so good. Like, he had his work cut I out with me. You can just step in right now. Do you want to? Will you take the step? Come of on. course. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. Tell them our past, but make sure you tell them our present. Come on. Because God's in our present, right? <sighs> Andrew, it's so good. I can you, you just pray for everybody just to have the boldness in their story? Yeah, yeah. And the boldness in sharing that and stepping yeah. out just as we close. Would I'd, you do that right I'd now? I'd be honored to. Come on. So guys, listen, you do have a story. You have a powerful one. Our testimonies are the same. The details may be slightly different, okay? But our testimony is the same. We were, got, we were hell bound, now we're heaven bound. We were lost, now we're found. We were liars, now we tell the truth. We were, we were in darkness, now we're in light. That is the fundamentals of our testimony. But I want you to own your story. And I want you to be bold enough I'm proud enough to acknowledge who you was but telling them who you are now. So they will resonate with your past and then bring them into your future by inviting them to give their life to Jesus. So Father God, yes. I pray for boldness. I pray, Lord, that you speak through each and every listener and viewer right now, that as they open their mouth, Lord, you will give them the words 
to speak and that you will confirm your word, Lord, with signs and wonders. So, Father God, I just pray for each and every one. I just want to say this. Take the pressure off yourself. If the burden is easy, you haven't given it to Jesus. Sorry, if the burden is heavy, you've not given it to Jesus. Yeah. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Take the pressure off yourself. You save no one. He'll save everyone who asks. So, Father God, bless them. Bless them with peace. Bless them with opportunities. And I pray, Lord, that their salve, that the amount of people they see come to you will grow dramatically over the next coming weeks. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Andrew, it's always such a joy. I bless love you. you I love you. You're a dear, dear, dear friend. God bless you, Chief. And I appreciate you. Gospelgrenades.com is the website. Mm. Uh, let me tell you, dare to share. Get the book. Get it. Apply it. Make it something that's a part of your life. And as always, stay radical. And if you're not, get radical. This week's podcast is brought to you by Robbie Dawkins Ministries. Do you know someone who would be impacted by today's episode? Share it with them and let us know what they think. Subscribe or follow this podcast so you don't miss our next episode. You can also leave us a review, like, comment, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until next time, stay radical.